In the year 2022, gamers everywhere are in despair, with no good gaming podcast to listen to, until out of the ashes arose the multiplayer gaming podcast with its funny hosts, incredible gaming content, and phenomenal community. You too can be the hero the world needs by heading over to MultiplayerSquad.com and helping support the show. Now let's hear from our champions in this incredible episode. Hello everyone. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are a podcast where three dads with normal day jobs get together and talk about gaming in a family-friendly format. If you have not yet already done so, please rate us five stars and leave a written review. If Josh wakes up and doesn't see any new reviews, he gets sad, so do Josh a solid and go write one. Also, if you want to help fund what we do here, we rely almost entirely on our listeners for support, and you can see our Patreon page at MultiplayerSquad.com. Support starts at $5 a month, and you'll get bonus episodes that are not available to the public at large, and you also get early access to our episodes. Since today is Thursday, that means this is a Twig episode where we talk about This Week in Gaming. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he's looking forward to earning the title World Slayer in just a couple months, it's Josh. Uh, that sounds amazing, <laughs> by the way. Good foreshadowing for the topic. And also, mm-hmm. you are very mm-hmm. correct in that when I wake up in the mornings, I make my coffee like any dad does. I sit down, I, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I boot up my computer, I hop on the interwebs, and the first thing I do is I go to our reviews, literally before yep. anything else. And when I see the number has gone up, I get very excited. I can't wait to scroll down and read that new shiny review. <laughs> and then when there's not any, I just kind of go like, oh, okay. At that point, you should just go go back to bed. I, I, I mean, some <laughs> days I just, again. I do, you know, <laughs> or I close the window down and then I open it back up. Like, surely there's got to be a new one. True, true story. <laughs> actually, I've actually only seen Josh's beard cry once in my life. And that was when we went like two days back to back with no reviews. I, I felt for his beard. It's very sad. <laughs> and then joining me and Josh, you guys just heard his voice there. He's running around, swirling his javelin in a circle, pushing back all his enemies. It's well, Michael. I'm a melee fighter. Call me Spartacus, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Spartacus. That's a mashup there. They failed. So let's move on with the show. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Is it bad that I started to giggle during that intro? <laughs> no, no perfectly allowed okay all, all, all giggles are are welcome and allowed all i right. was kind of scared with where it was going i was i just you know <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to say anything but if you know you know <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so we've got a lot of news to cover here today i'm i'm really excited about a couple of these stories i'm a little mystified by a couple of these stories i think this will be really fun to talk about but uh josh i feel like we got to start with outriders because you and I are such big fans. Michael, at some point, we might have to drag you back into this because we've got some DLC coming, which, Josh, we have been clamoring for for quite some time. You want to tell the people a little bit about what's coming down the pipeline? Man, I am excited about this one. Outriders has actually had a, a DLC already. Um, it, it, a lame it, it was one. Just, yeah, it was smaller. <laughs> it really wasn't any, anything too crazy there, but... 
you know, famously, Outriders is one of those games that I think is drastically underappreciated for how amazing that game really is. It's in our top 10 on the leaderboard, which should tell you something. And that's when it was an absolute bug-ridden mess of technical issues, people losing their entire inventory, matchmaking problems, bugs galore that were actually game-breaking in some regards, and we still put it in our top 10. This game <laughs> sure is did. incredible, dude. It there is it is so much stinking fun. And the news came out that they are releasing a a major DLC. I think they're actually considering it like a full expansion. Yeah. At this point, but they're calling it Outriders World Slayer. It's coming with new campaign and story modes. It's coming with new in-game content. It's coming with new gear, with new skill trees. I mean, this is a full-fledged expansion to a game that is honestly absolutely incredible. I am so pumped for this. I, I am declaring it now that we we will deep dive Outriders uh, World Slayer, <laughs> a deep dive, I, you know. a deep dive on um, DLC. That's pretty cool. Have we done that? It's before? an expansion, Michael. A deep dive on an expansion. <laughs> have we done that before? <laughs> we, we have not. No. And, and by but, declaring, I mean I'm um, asking y'all's permission later on to see if we actually want to do that. So I'm down. <laughs> oh, absolutely down. I was going to say if Michael's down or not, it doesn't matter. I, I know we're Paul voting two to one. Yes, right, right. It's, it's, Sorry, it's the best thing about having an odd number is that <laughs> yes. somebody's going to be out. And in this case, I'll be happy to be out if I say no. I'm I'm actually excited about this one too. It's I love Outriders, man. I I the game is so great. As much as it drove me nuts having the most bugged class in the game. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it before. I literally I, I couldn't play. I my character would get stuck and I either couldn't move or I couldn't like res or any of this stuff. So there it was bad. But hopefully that stuff is fixed now. I mean, we haven't played Outriders in what, a year, Paul? If not longer? Uh, a little less because I'll never forget it released on April Fool's Day, twenty twenty one. Okay, yeah. so it's been almost exactly a year since it released. So maybe like nine months, ten okay. months since we last played. But I don't think a single game has come out that had as fun and as groundbreaking gameplay as Outriders brought. My Devastator, man. I I was so sad when my Devastator was so underpowered until I started researching the melee builds and my guy just turning into a rock golem, teleporting across the map, smashing everything with his fists. It was so fast paced and so much fun that you and I have just been saying like we played it until our characters were maxed out. There was no gear to grind for. There were no mods to go after like our characters were just maxed out where I, I i could finish things on the highest tier difficulty by myself so the fact that we are going to get this expansion i could not be more excited i also really love that you had mentioned josh that they are bringing subclasses to all of the classes in the game so when you bring up your little skill tree they're actually adding two new branches for everybody so this is going to bring like a ton of versatility, way more builds that you can play around and mess around with. And I think it's really fun to tinker with that stuff. I can't wait to hop back into Outriders. Yeah. One of the things that I absolutely loved about it, it, it but it also was a little limiting in, in another sense, is that you did have different viable builds. Like I played Trickster. I'm sticking with Trickster. I absolutely love the class. 
But the Trickster only really had two builds that were viable. One was like a gun based with these time-infused rounds, so you would pew-pew everything and do a ton of damage. <laughs> the other one was uh, like ability-based, and so I would like whirlwind around and teleport and stuff like that, which is really cool. And that's the one that I actually really enjoyed playing, but it was also the buggiest of the, the two buggy builds. And it would be insanely nice to have like three or four viable options to go through. Like with yours, you really only had the one melee build that was super effective, you know? And it's funny because I remember you whining and saying like, it sucks that I picked the worst class in this game. And I felt so bad for you. I was like, Paul, I want you to like your guy, man. (laughs) Like we're so far into this game. I feel bad. And you were like, well, you know, this sucks. And then you were like, wait a minute, there might be some crazy build. And then I remember you coming in with that build and absolutely wrecking like everything. It was a broken build. And then Andy and I, (laughs) who were playing it with you at the time, were both like, that's so broken, man. Like, that's way OP. (laughs) Like, we couldn't even get close to your output. You know, so, but yeah, anytime you have build diversity, it helps to improve a game. I get that maybe not everything is, you know, S tier. But if you give me that diversity to where I can change up my gameplay style a little bit, I'm in for the long haul at that point. Yeah, and I think Michael would enjoy it. Oh, Michael would love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no PvP in Outriders. And we were just talking earlier about how Michael says he does not mind playing shooters as long as he's not aiming at other people because they tend to win. They aim aim, aim a lot better than I do, and they're faster (laughs) at it. I think one of the cool things about this, though, to speak to this as an expansion is that DLC oftentimes is like a separate story completely from the main story. It's an offshoot. Like, uh, look at like The Witcher's 2, um, those two DLCs. They're completely separate storylines. They have nothing to do with the main story. This is hinting or saying that it, it is a continuation of the main story. And when you finish it, you get new endgame content, which I always like that when they add to a game, almost like a sequel to the main game, but not quite a full-fledged sequel. So... That's kind of cool. That being said, if I'm jumping right into an expansion, if I've never played this game, I wonder if I'm going to be able to kind of get into it. Although I did read, though, that it was saying that it looks like you you have a lot of options on how you want to do it. So you can go original, back and forth, whatever. But we'll see. Yeah. And if you already own Outriders, it'll be $40 to buy World Slayer. If you don't have anything, you're going to have to pay for a combo base game plus expansion, which is 80 Although right now they are on sale if you pre-order. Now, philosophically, I almost never pre-order unless I have to. But in this case, I think the combo drops all the way down to like $55 or something. So if you have not played Outriders, I think that's a fantastic deal. You might just want to pick that up. Yeah. And then just blaze through all the content because it's an absolute blast. I want to touch on your philosophical beliefs against pre-ordering because my philosophical beliefs are the opposite. I'm like, I'm going to (laughs) pre-order because I get more stuff. Typically. Oh, and I got oh, to play earlier. Oh, Michael, Michael, Michael. Am I going down a rabbit hole? Did I just open a can of worms with Paul? Are you a uh, team pre-order or anti-pre-order, Josh? I'm anti, man. Don't. Look what happened to us with Battlefield 2042. <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. I say more in the sense that it's like, dude, I'm not pre-ordering games anymore. Because now, Michael, you're a different case because you like the cool stuff. You like the statues and the boxes and the... Oh, yeah. But, you're, but you see, when you're not just pre-ordering. You're pre-ordering like the ultimate level tier of a pre-order so that you get all the really cool things that go along with it that's, that's true. why you pre-order most so people says just my pre-order. 280 horizon uh for right. west box right. that's sitting over here unopened because i can't play <laughs> right. the game but see you're like a special breed because most people when they pre-order they just go well i want to be able to play the second that this game unlocks 
right? Like that that's why I would pre-order. I don't care about the other stuff, right? So, but we're learning more and more and more with these crappy releases and buggy releases and things like that, that when you're pre-ordering a game, you're locking in what you get. And so we're seeing that developers are getting more and more lazy about releasing a finished product because so many people are pre-ordering it that they go, well, we got all your money already. So you'll just have to wait for patches and you'll have to wait for us to fix this game. And I mean, Outriders, classic example, right? Of like, dude, that game was a hot buggy mess. It ruined a lot of the gameplay to me, particularly because my class was, you know, hit the hardest with these bugs. But at the same time, it's so stinking fun that I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for me, it just comes down to... I don't want to bankroll these projects and now they have the money and they deliver an underwhelming product. I just prefer to wait, see what the critics have to say, see what the player base says, and then buy it. It's not like back in the day where you had to pre-order a physical disc because if you didn't get the initial wave, you might be waiting a month until you can actually get one. Nowadays, with it all being digital, I just don't see a need to pre-order I, and and I think that's why they keep giving us more incentives. Like they'll give you that extra in-game currency or horse armor or, or yeah, whatever it might horse be. Armor. Yeah, <laughs> famously. Now in this case, though, yeah. and I know we got to move on probably, but um, in this case, though, is it worth it because you already like the game and you get to play a couple days early if you pre-order? Would you pre-order the expansion in this case? For Outriders, yes. I would too. But that's like an exception to the rule. Because the game's already out, it's already fixed, and this is further content on a game that you know you already like and you get to play early. Yeah. Okay. And And I just want to get my Hulk smash on. I was going to say, I'm really (laughs) anxious for more Outriders too. I I miss that game, you know? And so, yes, even though I'm against pre ordering, I'll probably pre order that. If it gives me early access, that's another one. That, that does hook me in. But then at the same time, again, look at Battlefield 2042 because we got, what, three days early to play? And honestly, by that three days, I knew that I had made a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like, oh, it's too late now. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm just so excited. I know for the last year, this is exactly what we've been saying. It was kind of like Anthem, where Anthem had such high highs, and we loved it, and we just ran out of stuff to do. Now, Outriders gave us 50 times more to do than Anthem did, but we still ran out of content, and we were craving more, which is really the best compliment you can pay a game. I played that game for, I don't know. 200 hours, and I was still just craving more content. I, I was too. And that's the thing, man. And I'll tell you this, you know, it, it, when you do a co-op shooter, right, it is so much fun with friends. I mean, you know, you and I were playing that. We were playing with our buddy Andy. He actually co-hosted that episode, um, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, because he, he played with us so much. And we were like, hey, you know, come on the show. Like, let's all talk about it. But there is nothing like hopping on with your buddies to co-op a campaign or these challenges like that game had some hard levels at the world what was a world level 15 i think was the highest one and there were dude we would throw ourselves at one of those uh not what do they call them the what are the little the missions? expeditions expeditions yep, yeah expeditions we'd throw ourselves at one of those 10 15 times in a row before we could beat it you know, it's just it's something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, I I'm curious though, Michael, because I don't I didn't look into that. That if you never played the base game, can you start a character like at max level, or it, will you have to just start at the very beginning and then work your way up to the expansion stuff? Because most games, when they come out with an expansion, give you a way to skip the base game. 
and kind of just get right into the action. And I don't know that you can do that or not. So I know that the article does say that if you want to start fresh... Now, the caveat here is it, it doesn't say if you want to start fresh as a brand new player or as an existing player, but it says you can start fresh and be boosted to level 30 so you can go to the expansion. But it doesn't say necessarily if that means that if I'm a brand new player, just just started playing the game, if I get that little ticket or that little ability to do that or not. So I'm curious. I do want to read more on this because if not, I might have to pick this game up and start playing it early before June 30th. (laughs) For what it's worth, I think you can level up to max level in like 10 to 15 hours. It's not terribly long. You spend a lot more of your time (sighs) running those expeditions and getting Mm -hmm. gear and, and running at higher levels. But yeah, I, it, it'll, oh, I, I love that game. All right. Enough, enough of the gush fest over <laughs> Outriders. We got to talk about anything else at this point. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Overwatch 2. I know that we covered a little bit of this in the last Twig episode, but we got even more footage of Overwatch 2 Alpha. We got some updates regarding Doomfist and Orisa. And I think that we have to talk about this. Guys, Bastion is a flanker now. Like, who saw this coming? Uh, yeah, me. He's, I've always played Bastion as a flanker. What are you talking about? <laughs> he can uh, jump essentially like Winston or like Junkrat, Junkrat now. Yeah. This is wild. It's I like cannot believe some of these changes. Yeah, Bastion's like the same mechanic as Junkrat. He can use that little like grenade thing and bounce himself all over the place. He can move around while in turret mode, which is crazy. He actually moves faster than I expected him to. I watched them in the gameplay video. and Yeah. I was surprised because I figured, oh, he's mobile a little bit, so he's not just the stationary target. But truthfully, the first thing that I thought was exactly what you just said, like he could be a flanker. Because normally, you know, you use him at certain points, especially on payload maps where you're just kind of hiding behind something. Payload goes around the corner, Bastion mows everyone down, then swaps to something else because that's that's all he can do is, you know, once they figure it out, (laughs) unless you're a really good Bastion. But it's crazy. He moves around a whole bunch. It's wild. Like, I could not believe... Some of the area. So we, we were watching some footage by YouTuber Frogger and like on Eichenwald defense, he would take Bastion to the top of that castle and he could jump all the way over the, the building to the other side to like flank and start shooting them from behind. And, and it was hilarious because every once in a while they would zoom in on the chat yep. and people would just go, what? How did you get there? Because it's almost like a magic trick because no one's used to seeing Bastion run like this. Between like Sojourn and Bastion and Junkrat and Tracer, I feel like the flanking's becoming much more of a thing. I wonder where everything's going to land when it's all said and done. But this really made Bastion look like a character that even the higher level pros are going to be able to play. Yeah, there's a lot of changes that are being revealed and stuff like that. Um, we we saw the most gameplay of the Bastion changes. Um, you know, it's weird, though, because, I mean, maybe it's just us and our friend group, but we struggle against enemy Bastions. Like, Bastion has become the cheese pick when you're, you know, you're getting just boat race the entire match. And it's like, oh, I'm desperate. Let me switch to Bastion to see if maybe I can change something. And it's like, we've always struggled against that. Um, And so it's like, now they're making him even stronger. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's like a little worrisome. But then at the same time, it's like, but Bastion's strength only comes if there's a team supporting him. So a lone Bastion that's trying to flank sounds like a terrible idea. Right. You know? (laughs) 
<laughs> so, but you know, that is some of the changes that we're seeing is that he now has this um, grenade looking thing that does have a knockback to it. It can stick on people. It bounces off of walls. Um, it, it is very similar to Junkrat's uh, like mine, except that that will stick to any surface, whereas Bastion's bounces off. But you yeah. can use that to jump higher up onto ledges and around corners and stuff like that. So that's where this like flanking Bastion came from. I don't think he's going to actually play as a flanker very much. But the other cool thing is, is that when you're in turret mode, you can actually move around now. Now that is a pretty darn significant change. Um, you're not super speedy or anything by any means, but it is weird to see turret form Bastion actually moving, um, which is neat. So I, you know, there's a lot of changes. The reason that we're going back to this Overwatch too well is because there's more and more news coming out all the time. And, you know, that's one of the changes that we saw. And then they released a lot of information about the massive overhauls to Doomfist and Orisa. Yeah, Michael, I know how much you love playing Arissa. How about you talk about her changes? So earlier you said you were mystified by some of these stories. <laughs> I got misty eyed uh, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm very okay. Press, so Arissa, right? Have to pay respects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Arissa, you know, she's, uh, she's a tank and, uh, most of the tanks have shields in this game. Not anymore. Not her anymore. Shield, her shield is gone. Um, she no longer, I'm just going to kind of roll through this real fast because it's an insane amount of changes to her. Uh, the Gatlin gun is now more of an energy projectile. I don't know if it uses a traditional round or not, but you don't reload it. You overheat. And a lot of your abilities that you use cause you to overheat less or dump heat, from what I can understand. Um, so there's no reload. We talked about this last week. I think that it's it's a hard character to play with Paul's and my issue with constant wanting to reload. Yep. Arisa takes like a minute and a half, <laughs> maybe two and a half minutes to reload. No longer. Um, she also has a javelin now, which um, it's interesting <laughs> because it looks like it's a projectile, but also possibly a melee weapon. Um, and by the way, it's it's weird. I, I know that we say potato and potato, but the way that Paul says melee, it, it makes me crazy. Melee? Do you say me- melee? 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 I say melee. I say melee as well, because that's correct. Yeah. Anyways, um, so... <laughs> I think I go back and forth, but if Michael's going to call out me for that, I'm going to call out Michael for oh, saying mul- multiplayer, multiplayer podcast. Multiplayer, yeah. yes! <laughs> the multiplayer podcast. It's, yeah. I, I even went back when you called me out for that, and I was like, I'm saying that right, right? Lilo Dallas multipass, and I'm watching fifth element and it's lilo dallas multi-pass and i'm like oh oh no well anyways so a couple of things are gone um she basically uh her ultimate now is a combination between like a really heavy dps and her fortify ability so it basically just gives you all the abilities of fortify which is uh extra health you slow down a little bit and you reduce your heat while firing but then also you charge up yeah it's it's not yeah it's uh, but then you charge up a super a super attack which is just a really big uh heavy dps attack that's the biggest thing there's a javelin spin where you wield it around there's a throw stuff like that but really the biggest change is honestly uh her shield because Orisa is uh, is known for the shield you know what I mean like when you talk about Bastion oftentimes in a payload map you've got a Ryan and Orisa sitting on top of that Bastion while he mows things down and that's not going to happen anymore so See, uh, yeah I'm all for the removal of barriers in Overwatch I think Ryan should be like the only character that has a barrier to be honest because for a while there they were getting just absolutely carried away I mean they gave Brig a shield 
you know, the Sigma has a shield. Arissa has a shield. Reinhardt has a shield. I, I mean, Winston has a shield. Like everybody had all these stupid shields to where it became who can break the other team's shield the fastest. And that was boring, man. That was like the worst yeah. meta in the world, to be honest with you, was like an Arissa, a Rhine, and a Brig, all with shields. With two good healers, it just it felt like the stupidest thing ever. So I'm all for the removal of barriers. I gotta say I like some of these changes. The energy javelin thing sounds really neat. It's almost like they gave her a Doomfist type ability because it says that you can launch your javelin at the enemy and stun them and knock them back. It's more effective if the enemy hits a wall. Which is well, cool. that yeah. sounds a lot like Doomfist to me. But range. You know, but right. ranged, right. Which is really I mean, that's gotta feel good, right? Oh, you just yeah. chuck that javelin, it hits somebody, smashes them into a wall, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, first of all, Olympic sports, the javelin is the coolest looking one of all of them because you put your body back, you rear it, you're like an Olympic, like you're like Achilles, you know, from like yeah. Troy. Um, sure. But but it's like, it's interesting doing that with four legs. How's that going to look? But it, it, you're right, though. I, I'm not opposed to removing the shield. It's just crazy how fundamentally different this character is going to be now. She is a different character. She is not. She might have the same name and the same appearance, but she's going to play completely different. Very, for sure. As, as long as she still's got the voice line. Oh yes, exterminate, yeah. exterminate, <laughs> exterminate. Which I can play on repeat. Then, oh yeah. man. Uh, the other thing that that occurred to me is it says that her javelin spin will actually eat projectiles. Yeah. So this is now another mm-hmm. character that's going to be able to eat Zarya ults, May ults. So kind of how I always hated whenever a diva would eat my ults. Arissa's is going to have that ability now too which is kind of interesting. And then the rework for Doom, they are officially making him a tank. So when Michael was calling Doomfist <laughs> a tank uh, in a previous episode, I thought he was he already knew that Doom was becoming a tank. But this was actually news for Michael. Yep. So you, you just unintentionally called it. He is changing to be a tank. He's going to have a whopping 450 health. He can now power block, which will protect you from forward attacks, and it powers up his rocket punch. The rocket punch actually got a little bit of a buff, which surprised me because as a healer, I die from doom punches all the time. Yeah. Uh, and now his seismic slam will launch you kind of like Winston, and his uppercut has been removed entirely. So Doom will now play very different. He'll play more at the forefront of the team instead of a little bit more off on his own. And he'll have a little bit of mobility as a tank as well. I don't know about you guys, but watching all the footage just got me really excited. I really, I yeah. really want to be able to hop into the beta, which is supposed to roll out here. And by the time you hear this, it's already out. But for us, it's coming out in just a couple days. I didn't get my invite yet either, guys. But you, but you were like doing. You were like, "Hey, look at me! I, look I at me holding an Overwatch sign I, over I, here." I took their stupid questionnaire, even man, and they Did still you? haven't invited me. What's what's a guy got to do? <laughs> Dear Blizzard, I, I don't know. I I I'm will say this: right <laughs> I played I played a couple hours of Overwatch the other night with a buddy and had an absolute blast. It's the first time I've played Overwatch with friends in a while. And I just I'm I'm amped for Overwatch too. I like the art style. I don't know if you guys have picked out like some of the crisper like art and and just graphics in the gameplay for Overwatch too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know some of the like if if you're familiar with it, you can kind of pick that stuff out. And so I feel like this is going to be a very strong upgrade over Overwatch One. 
I'll be very curious to see how these character changes play out, how the five-man teams play out and stuff like that. But color me very excited from what I've seen so far. Yeah. Now, I've got a question for you guys, because a lot of people might not know about this. Um, There might be someone in this very room right now that might not know about this. I won't mention any (laughs) names. His name (laughs) rhymes with Eichel Utler. Um, Sounds very German, by the way. Mm. Um, But in all the videos I've seen, it's Overwatch 1 maps. Is Overwatch 2 just a, a, a redress of characters, a redo of characters with the same maps, or are they just doing that so they don't have to reveal the maps in gameplay footage? There's new maps, and we've okay. seen some footage, yeah. Um, there's one map in particular that seems to pop up in all the videos that I see that is new. I'm not sure of the names of any of the maps, but there's yeah, the there's, new mode there's definitely as well. New there's a new okay. mode. Um, they're doing away with the two-point capture mode, I think, if I recall correctly. And they're doing this new mode where it's push. So instead of like a cart, you know, you have to escort the cart. There's yeah. basically a central cart and teams fight over that. And then one team moves the cart one direction. It's like a reverse tug of war almost. And then the other team tries to battle back and then you control it and it pushes it back towards the other direction. Um, and so, you know, there's the new mode. There's obviously the new that character. That sounds really fun. It, it, the, apparently, that's, uh, it's a, it is a lot of fun. Um, there's going to be, I think, another character on launch that I haven't revealed that yet. Um, there's a ton of, like, graphical and audio overhauls and stuff. And then that's not to count or to discount the PvE component, which is a huge part of Overwatch 2, where you can get things like Reinhardt can get a double flame strike ability and Tracer Ooh. can get like all these things. So there's a, a like a massive PvE side to it, too. Yeah, I I don't know how much people are going to really care about the PvE once it comes out. I, I guess we'll wait all. and see. <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's not going to be very good, but yeah. who knows? Uh, And I know that we are basically out of time, but we have to mention one last story. Josh, you're the one who linked this to me and Michael. I'm just going to let you explain this one. But this is in regards to Call of Duty Warzone, and they released a trailer for Operation Monarch. Why don't you go ahead and tell the people what this is? I have to to say this. So we have like a a doc that we use to link articles to each other and kind of say, hey, here's something that we might want to talk about you know, on the next podcast and so on and so forth. And in parentheses on this one, I put WTH is happening <laughs> with these games. <laughs> Literally yep. wrote it out because it is for Warzone Operation Monarch. It's basically Godzilla versus King Kong. And in the trailer for this, they pulled what looks to be footage straight from the movie Godzilla versus <laughs> yep. Kong, which is a great movie, by the way, I like and it. over a year old. Yes. And over yeah. a year old pulled the footage from that. And now they're putting it into war zone. Now that's all we know. All we know is that in this trailer, Kong reaches up and grabs one of the planes that everybody jumps out of yep. and basically demolishes it. And then Godzilla shows up off the coast and they start to go at it. What is going on with these battle royales, man? You got Fortnite <laughs> that's bringing in Thanos and Doctor Strange and 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 you know all of this crazy stuff. I watched my daughter play a round of Fortnite the other night and I did not recognize it at all. Like people are web slinging <laughs> around. There's they're they're splashing soda on the ground to give shields to their teams. Like people are driving around in tanks now, and I'm just like, what the heck happened? <laughs> And now you got Warzone, which is a military sim type battle royale. Now it's <laughs> sci-fi gonna, fantasy, baby. And it's sci-fi fantasy. Like, yeah. what's happening? 
this makes zero sense yeah. because Warzone is all about you fighting other people in a battle royale to win it all. How on earth are you going to incorporate King Kong into this? Like you're you're not going to be fighting against King Kong. King Kong's not going to attack anybody. They're not going to be part of the gulag or anything. You get anything. to ride him, Paul. You get to this ride is... him to victory. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> this 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 just has to be advertising, right? That's really all it is. They must have struck some deal. Hey, we don't care what you do. Just let players play, and maybe in the back skyline, you're going to be able to see King Kong right. fight Godzilla or something. This literally makes no sense to me, given the timing, because the movie's over a year old. They are making a sequel, but we... There's there's no date. It's, we don't know anything pretty about far it. Out. Yeah. The timing is weird. The pairing is weird. I just don't get it. Look, I am all for gigantic monsters facing off against each other. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. I, I love do. it. Okay. Yes. Like I'm down. Like I, I'm in for a good time. But how you put that or why you put that into Warzone is just baffling to me. That's the thing, too, is like I could picture a game where the landscape changes as these kaiju are fighting each other, you know, and like a building comes over and now you've got a different, a different, like it, it was a field now or a street. And now you've got to go through the building to get to your objective and things change. But in Warzone, which is a more it's realistic so game, it's, it's designed to be more realistic. You know what I mean? This is not realistic. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I really just can't understand this at all. I mean, maybe, there's some real creative way to use this partnership and it'll be great. And I just don't have the foresight to understand how, but yeah, if you had asked me what are possible pairings with Warzone, I would start listing like military movies or like uh extraction type of movies, like on Netflix or something. I would have never thought Godzilla versus Kong. It's so weird. <laughs> Who's cooler. Who's cooler. Godzilla oh, or Kong? King Kong. King Kong. That's for wrong. sure. Yeah, I'm I'm team Godzilla all Godzilla the way. Godzilla all the way. Oh, no, no way. Especially especially because in the newer movies he has that sound effect when he charges up his uh, uh his the radiation strike the roll, 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 I will roll, say roll, this. Roll, roll. I like King Kong a lot, but from a who's stronger and going to win, it's Godzilla. Well, Michael asked who's cooler. Not um, cooler. Who's stronger. Godzilla. How do you not pick Godzilla's the guy that stronger. can shoot like nuclear plasma out of his mouth. and that roar yeah it's the coolest roar ever it's <laughs> it like really t-rex <laughs> it makes a t-rex seem very small <laughs> now i want to go watch godzilla versus i do too let's go do that guys it shows <laughs> over everybody we're gonna go watch king God, godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> uh yeah the, the show is over so if you want to go go watch it so thank you everyone for joining and listening to us here once again if you want to help support what we do please visit multiplayer squad.com and then we are going to be back with a deep dive on Weird West on Monday. That'll be a Heck really yeah. fun episode. And I think that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Team it's Godzilla. Team Godzilla for the win. <laughs> yes. Godzilla pancakes and 80s music all the way, everybody. You guys are just too old. All oh. right. We'll see you all. See you all next time. That happy, hurt. happy gaming. Cheers, all. See you, everybody.